0: My guest today is Jesse Larson from the Positively You podcast. If you find yourself stuck in a negative mindset, this episode is going to give you the steps to break out of that for good. I hope you enjoy it. Let's face it, being a homeschooling mom who also works from home can be pure chaos. As you've probably already noticed, despite the occasional laugh track, Life isn't a sitcom, and everyday struggles are rarely resolved in 30 minutes with commercial breaks to keep your sanity in check. So the right strategies and mindset are vital for becoming more productive and less overwhelmed with all the things life throws at us. Enter the Simply Freeing podcast, episodes for the highly passionate, busy, work-at-home, homeschooling mama, ready to break away from cultural norms and raise lifelong learners. So let's kick stress to the curb. Throw chaos out the door and order in some peace and simplicity with a cup of coffee or three. Hey, Jesse, Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, Jackie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to keep you here and to talk. So I want to talk about negative thought loops and just having a negative mindset in general. I know that that is a common struggle that I've had. And depending on how you were raised, a lot of us have had these, this negativity that has surrounded us for so long. And when you come to a place where you realize that that has become who you are and your thoughts are constantly negative, I'd love for you to share some tips to help us kind of get out of that mindset. And, but before we do that, I want to hear about your story and share a little bit about
1: what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. So, I'm Jessie. I also host a podcast. It's called the Positively You podcast. So, pop on over there whenever you want. But as far as me, mindset is my big thing. Um I grew up, you know, loving personal development. I liked, which is so nerdy for like a little kid, but I really did. I liked kind of understanding my brain a little bit. But I also grew up Kind of with the mentality of like, not a victim mentality, but a little bit of like a martyr, especially as a mom. I think a lot of us can relate to that where like we push off our needs to sacrifice for our family or sacrifice to our kids. And I think that can really contribute to a negative mindset. And if that's something that you've grown up with, It can be really, really hard to break that cycle. And that's something that I'm passionate about is helping women and moms step into a more positive mindset, not only for themselves, but for their family and for their kids as well, because... That mindset, it really is like the foundation for everything. The way you show up to any situation in life, your mindset is either going to put you steps ahead or steps behind. And so that's where I come in. And I'm super, super passionate about helping you break out of that negative thought pattern and into something that is more empowering and helpful for you and for your family. I
0: frequently get stuck in, oh, it's just easier for me to do everything. And every time that I say, oh, well, just forget it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just yeah. do it myself, you know, and it doesn't actually help the situation at all. It doesn't help me and it doesn't help
1: my children either to no, see that in the moment. It might, right. Because you get the thing done that you need to do or whatever, but it's like confirmation bias. Cause you're like, see, I am the martyr. See, I am the one that has to do everything. And then you're just kicking the can down the road too, because this situation is going to keep coming up. Like your kids are going to have to learn how to do these kinds of things. Like they're not always going to have you. And so it's, that's such an interesting thing of like, especially when we lean into like the, I'm the mom, I do everything. And then you start having issues with like resentment, whether or not that actually like rises to the surface, or if it's just something that's like boiling under, but then your mind will look for those like little gems of proof of like, see, see, they always do this. And I'm always the one that has to end up picking up or doing these things. And like, it's that confirmation. That's like a negative confirmation. And we want to switch that into a positive confirmation. and that. It takes work for sure. So how would you
0: recommend starting if you know that you're stuck in these negative thought loops? What would be your best recommendation to start getting
1: out of that slowly? Yeah, well, first I would say acknowledging that it's normal to be like that. Like our brains, first of all, are programmed to survive. And in doing that from like going way back, right? we would look for negative things. And so our brains are programmed to do that from like a survival point. So it's not like bad. And I also think whenever you're wanting to change or improve something about yourself, it comes with a huge dose of self-compassion and grace. So those two things first, like we're not going to shame our way into change at all. We're going to love our way into it. So that would be my number one thing. And number two is just becoming aware. And there's a couple ways that you can do that. I like to go on walks. I call them walk and talks. I'll go either with like a best friend or I'll go with my husband. And that helps me really get out of like what I'm doing, get me moving. And then I can really like process and think. We'll ask ourselves questions. You know, how how was your day? How did you show up to this? What did you think? And you just kind of become more aware where I can say like, I had a really stressful day today. And like, I was just, I snapped at all the kids. I did all of this. No one wanted to help. And then I can kind of like on the walk, be aware and be like, okay, was it really that? Or like, am I making up a a bigger story in my mind? And if it is really that, like, what can I do to change? So just that awareness where you have some sort of a practice, it doesn't have to be a daily practice, but something that you do, whether it's journaling, going on a walk when you're in the shower and you can decompress and like have all of your thoughts there. I know that's a good one for us moms is that shower time. Mm -hmm. Um, Driving in the car, you know, turn off like the music and the noise and just kind of like be with your thoughts a little bit and be able to think and notice, are my thoughts going immediately negative? Are they neutral or are they positive? And none of those are like good or bad. I think it's just becoming aware of like where your starting point is and where your tendency kind of naturally is, like glass half full kind of a person, glass half, half empty. And, you know, there's a practice that like a lot of families do. I'm sure you've heard of this, like where you'll ask your kids, like, what was your, like, there's like all these different fun names for it. Like, what was your cherry and what was your pit for the day? Right. Mm -hmm. Or like, what was your happy? What was your sad? And I think that's like cute and fun to do with our kids, but I think it's actually a really good, practice to do with ourselves too. Cause it just gets us thinking and asking ourselves really good questions and just becoming more aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We
0: actually do that when we do sit down for dinner, we talk about that It's a fairly new thing we've implemented and it's, and it's good from a parent perspective to see which things your child comes up with, you know? So it's, it's been really good to get to know them in that way. So, and I also like that you, you're not talking about the negative thoughts as a negative thing. It's just, here's Mm -hmm. where you are and here's where you have to go. And that alone kind of shifts my thinking because I think of negative thought loops as just being really bad. And you have to get out of that as fast as possible, you know, because it can really just bring you down and, and make you kind of spiral out of control. Absolutely. And that, it's not the end of the world. And I think that's where a lot of anxiety and depression comes from because that's what ends up happening to so many women. When they get stuck in that cycle, they end up just feeling depressed because they, they and they give up. Like, there's yeah. no way that I can get out of this. This is just too heavy. This is too hard. So to show some empathy for yourself and show love to yourself and um, find ways to to get out of that by doing little bit of free time per day. I know that's like, that's huge for me. I'm constantly running, running upstairs. And then my kids follow me immediately. Oh yeah. And (laughs) literally every single time I go to my room and close the door, I, the door opens and I'm like, please, I need five minutes, just five minutes alone. And they know when I get like that, that they need to like go away. So, and they're like, well, what is five minutes? How many Peppa pigs is that? They know already the answer. They just have to like get, Clarification that I'm going to be back. I just need a couple of minutes to decompress. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's think, really good. Yeah. I was gonna
1: say, you know, I have when I mentioned like the shower, I'm like, there's so many times that like you're in there and you're just like trying to decompress, trying to like have your own and mom, I need and it's like, oh gosh. So <laughs> I get it. We're moms, like sometimes it's not like you're gonna have an hour of zen time that you can just process through everything, but But yeah, I think honestly, the biggest thing is that self-compassion component and kind of being able to view everything as like data, like it's not good or bad, like don't attach like a worth or a value to like the thoughts that you're having when you're trying to just kind of like figure out where your starting point is. Um, A way that I like to think about it is I almost like try to like step outside myself and like view me as like separate. It's If that makes sense, where I can Mm -hmm. be like, okay, this is just data. That I'm collecting, and I can say, "Oh, okay. There's a couple negative thoughts here. This is what's happening. These are the scenarios." And it's just gathering information so that in the future I can make better decisions. And when I'm able to take that like emotion out of it, that allows me to be more compassionate to myself because it's not this like "you're a bad person" kind of mm-hmm. thing that I'm putting onto myself. So self compassion all the way. Okay. Yeah, definitely I agree
0: with that. Um, and What would you say after, is there a step after that, after you've, you're becoming more aware and you're collecting all this data? Is there anything else that you can do to continue? Is that pretty much something that can just giving yourself that awareness time? Can that change a lot? Have you noticed that? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think I'm really big on like baby steps and building onto that. So Mm -hmm. once you've got that data, you'll just become more and more comfortable and you'll recognize you won't have to like, take a second to like, at the end of your day, decompress and be like, okay, well, how did the day go? How did I react here? What was this? You'll be able to do it more in the moment and kind of catch yourself the more practice that you do. And then once you're there and you have those thoughts, I like to be able to reinforce more of the wins and more of the positivity. So celebrating your wins is huge to just bringing in more of that positivity. And I don't care like how small the win is, Like I made my bed today, walk out and tell your kids, be like, look at how good that bed looks. I made that today. (laughs) Like, I'm not even kidding. That sounds ridiculous. Or like, I was actually early to pick up my kids from school, like whatever. And I know yours is more homeschooling, but like Mm -hmm. anything, just like these little wins where you're just slowly building yourself up, your kids need to see you celebrating yourself and celebrating your wins because that's modeling to them how they can do that as they grow up too. You know, we talked about seeing our parents or growing up and feeling like martyrs or feeling like, you know, victim, like things always happen to me or all of these things. And if you can take that and shift it into these are the good things that a happened to me, or these are the good things that I actually created, Mm -hmm. that's huge for our kids. I mean, I high five my kids all the time. I picked them up the other day and I was like, guess what I did today guys. And I like, I was super excited. And it was like something really silly. It was like, I had a really good phone call or something with, I don't even know. And they're like, that was really cool. And like super silly, super simple, but like it just fosters this environment of like wins and you're proud of yourself. And that's such a higher energy to like be living in than like, chaos and negativity and always like pointing out your flaws. We're so good at picking out our flaws Mm -hmm. that it's like, let's just shift that and celebrate the crap out of all of our wins.
0: Yeah. And that picking out flaws as a mom, how many times do we look in the mirror in front of our kids and, oh, I got I have to get my eyebrows threaded or, oh, my hair, it's it's disgusting today, or I don't like my weight and how I look. And, I uh, you know, it's something that our children take in. They see yeah. the way you talk about yourself and then they end up doing the same thing. They are mini versions of you. It's scary, <laughs> it's scary to think of that because we don't want them to to take all the negativity on themselves. Um, but if you've been living a certain way for so long, it's, there's still a way to change. Even if your kids saw that version of you, it's okay because they will see the change that you're going through. Even if you start today, you know, and, absolutely. And, um, you know, cause I, I have, my children have big age, age span and my almost 15 year old has seen my progression. And I'm super thankful for that because I think it's helped her cause she's definitely seen me go through a lot, um, of, I guess, positive mindset transformation and, and yeah. it's, it's helped. So do you have any suggestions on how to help kids, um, and how you can model that better for your children?
1: Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I think that's so cool for our kids to be able to see that progression and that change in us. A lot of times it's like parents, we want to come at our kids, like the authority we want to be like, cause we, you know, we want to seem like we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. But how cool is it for them to be able to see us showing up even imperfectly and to letting them be a part of that. One of my big things is being able to apologize to my kids when I've snapped or done something and been like, hey, I'm new at this too, guys. You know, and allowing our kids to be able to see being a beginner, seeing us be able to make improvements and know that there's not an end point. Because I think sometimes, especially when we come, you know, we grow up and we get into the adult world and we realize we don't know what the heck we're—none any of us are doing, that a lot of, you know, we can kind of panic and be like, crap, I'm supposed to have everything together. I'm supposed to do this. And I think if we can free ourselves from that expectation and know that we're all here, we're all learning, we're all going to be improving every single day that we're here on this planet. Like that's so freeing to our kids. And so just allowing them to see you as human is huge. And reframing the idea of failure, I think is a big one. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I hate the phrase "failure is not an option" because I think that can lead to like perfectionistic tendencies where you it's all or nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. well, failure is not an option; we're just not going to do it. But in in a different sense of saying, there's not the option of failure because again, it's data. Like we're learning; we're going to take that and we're going to say, "This didn't work," or "This is what I would do differently." Like now that I know that that was a total dumpster fire. <laughs> 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 We're going to take that as a learning thing. And it's, again, just filled with so much grace, so much empathy. And if your kids can learn that, like, wow, are they going to be so many more steps ahead of us than where we are like trying to to get with it now? Mm -hmm. And also, I think that you become more approachable as they get older
0: and troubles start coming into their life and they need your advice. You are so much more approachable when you show them that you make mistakes and you sh- and you tell them stories and you you know i i so much of what i see is parents my, saying this is my way or the highway you have to follow my rules um and of course that puts up this big barrier because the child never really wants to approach them because they don't want to show them um that they struggle you know yeah. and they it it just it's not good overall to to do that. So that the approach, you know, you really want them to be comfortable enough to come to you as they get
1: older. So, and I think there's like, you know, there's a delicate line and balance between being just like your kid's best friend and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) no rules or, or whatever. And then like you're, you're saying, you know, afraid to be approachable and all of that. And if you can you know, have it be, we'll figure this out together kind of a thing and asking your kids questions too. Like, well, what do you think? Like, what would you do in this situation? Or, and just kind of coming at it more of like a team mentality. Like I'm on your side. I don't want you to struggle and to fail. I want you to grow and learn and be your best and have really good experiences. And how do the two of us do that together? It, it makes that parent child and parent teenager relationship, just so much more like collaborative, which I think is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This is so good. So helpful. Do you have any
0: resources to share? I know you mentioned your podcast. Um, do you have anything that
1: you offer that um, yes. that I could put in the show notes? Absolutely. So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on right now. So you'll definitely want to pop on over. Um, Jesse is where everything kind of lives But I do have the podcast. I have weekly episodes that come out with guests and we're always just diving into anything in your life that (laughs) you can strive to be more positive at. whether it's raising your kids, whether it's your marriage, whether it's keeping your home functioning, we cover it all over there. Um, I do have something coming up in the next couple of months on affirmations that's going to be really fun. So hop on over there, Um, follow me on Instagram, I'm at positively.jessie, and there's a lot of fun stuff over there as well.
0: Thank you so much. This has been really good. Um, I had so much fun. Yeah. And, and I like that this topic, I, I, I love that you're talking about it in a way that doesn't make you feel down that, you know, you can start wherever you are, collect the data and get going, get moving instead of just feeling stuck, you know, and that, that's so, so important. So thank you again
1: for coming. You're so welcome.
0: Okay, friends, I now have some spots open for homeschooling clarity calls. I know from experience how much your mindset as a homeschooling mom can make or break your homeschool. I also know that if you feel overwhelmed with homeschooling, unfortunately, your kids can sense it. If you're a current homeschooling mom that's feeling overwhelmed or a brand new homeschooling mom on the fence about beginning, these clarity calls are for you. There are so many different options out in the world around homeschooling philosophies, curriculum and scheduling, and it's so common to overthink the way your homeschool is set up because of that. If you find yourself feeling like you want to give up, need someone to help you with accountability, scheduling and organizing your day based on your children's needs in light of your family's priorities, Or if you're someone that loves the idea of a laid back unschooling lifestyle, but are struggling with opinionated family members or thoughts of I'm going to fail them, these clarity calls are designed in a way to give you some major breakthroughs in your mindset and help you take the right actions going forward. Homeschooling is amazing, and if you are feeling anything other than excitement about what the future holds for your kids, I can promise to make homeschooling feel simpler and lighter for you going forward. I will add a link to the show notes with all the details. There will be a questionnaire that you would have to fill out before our call so that I don't waste a moment of your time. And as always, you can email me, Jackie, at whole9family.com with any questions. I'll see you next time, friends.